You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering the Houston Texans. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. I am John, some sports guy Hickman on this Taco Tuesday. I hope you guys had some tacos today or will have tacos today. In the good kind, don't don't settle for Taco Bell. What's wrong with Taco Bell? Go and support your local taco trucks. <laughs> Treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. That's what my dad always said. Uh, we have a lot to talk about in the sense because there are some significant injuries on our roster that we have to discuss from previous game against the Kansas City Chiefs and some just lingering before that. So have to dive into that and just continue to talk about the Texans, what they were able to do against the Kansas City Chiefs and how that helped them moving forward throughout the rest of the season. So, you know, I really can't wait to dive into the injury report. Cody, who's out? Of course, we're going to start with the biggest injury news, Titus Howard. Of course, you guys know he left mid-game on Sunday with look to be a serious, really bad knee injury. For a second, there was rumors going around talking about it. Made it he might have to have torn a meniscus, might have torn one of his ACLs, MCLs, or whatever it may be. But um, MRI on Monday confirmed that he did, in fact, sprain his MCL, which is kind of... A little bit better news than what we all was right. expecting. Um, you we know, out for the entire year. Yeah, especially we, how when he was on the ground and you saw the agony in his eyes and mm-hmm. how he was holding his knee and his leg. It's just like, oh, but things are going right. Not this big of a blow. So it is a blow, but not what we originally and initially expected. So he is projected to be out for a month. In that same game, Bradley Roby got hurt. Word came back today that he is suffering from a hamstring injury. John, you know, you you put those two guys, you know, next to Kenny Steele, who he himself still battling with his hamstring injury. Then you have Jonathan Joseph, who is still dealing with his hip injury. Nursing his hip. Every single year, it seems like once the Texans find a mojo, they get that train going. They get that that confidence. They looking like the team that could come out the AFC injuries always tear this team down. I mean, you take a look at what happened the last year to Will Fuller. You know, they're in the midst of their nine-game winning streak, and Will Fuller goes out in week eight. I don't want to say it's looking like it's going to be that same scenario, but, John, we're talking about four important guys on this team that are playing huge roles for the Houston Texans. Yeah, you know, with Bradley Roby, you know, dealing with his hamstring injury from Sunday's game, he is likely to be out about a month. And you you mentioned that we're missing those four key players that you just mentioned. Let's look at who we have to play over the next four games. The Indianapolis Colts, we have to go play Oakland, the Jags, and the Ravens. Right now, the Colts are three and two. The Raiders are three and two. The Jags are two and four. The Ravens are four and two. So, you know, you look at the makeup, the the, the uh, rival games, the individual rival games, those are always going to be tough. And those are guys that we're going to need. We know about the speediness of T.Y. Hilton and what T.Y. Hilton has known 
has been known to do to the Houston Texans secondary, Roby and Jonathan Joseph would be tremendously uh, upgraded in help if he, they were available for their game for T.Y. They have to go into uh, Jacksonville. They have to play Jacksonville, the Ravens, the Raiders, those offenses. The Raiders are actually a good football team, better than what I expected. The Ravens are sitting at 4-2. They've been able to be very creative and get their receivers open and have some really big plays this season, which is something the Houston Texans can struggle with at times. So missing Roby and Joseph at the same time, that is going to be detrimental to the success of this team. But I mentioned those two guys first because at the end of the day, Titus Howard is a guy that has only allowed one sack. And this is a team, this is an organization that has allowed six sacks twice so far this season. He's only allowed one. So missing him in this lineup would definitely be a huge miss. He has been playing lights out along with rookie guard Max Sharpen, but specifically Howard. He's been playing lights out. Now, we trust Roger Johnson. We trust him to go and do his job. But again, the Colts, the Raiders, the Jags, and the Ravens. Now, the Raiders, I don't really have a problem with their pass rush. But the Jags, the Ravens, and the Colts. These are going to be tough, tough games. And by the way, two of them are division games. Well, hopefully by the time we match up against the Baltimore Ravens, at least one of these four guys will be back by then because they have a break in between the game against the Jaguars and the Ravens. Now, moving forward, when you take a look at the dynamic of this team right off the bat, I kind of feel like the secondary is going to be okay without Bradley Roby, only due to the fact, as you alluded to earlier, Lonnie Johnson Jr. has been playing well. Tayshawn Gibson has been playing well. So I, I kind of feel like the, the secondary is going to be well. And then Jonathan Joseph, he isn't out for a full entire month. He's only out until he can finally get that hip ready to go. It's funny. You know, we always talk about how old Jonathan Joseph is. <laughs> he catches and one of those <laughs> He catches a hip injury. <laughs> but to stay on topic, you know, so it, when you when you take a look at the secondary as a whole, I kind of feel like they're going to be okay. But my biggest concern is Titus Howard. This is an offensive line who the last two games has not given up a sack, and Titus Howard has played a big factor in that. Yes, I know they still had Laramie Tunsil, but at the end of the day, you're talking about a guy who has only given up one sack this whole entire season. And I don't know if you remember, but that one sack that he gave, gave up wasn't really his fault. There was some miscommunication between him and Duke Johnson. Right, which happened a lot early on in the season. <laughs> but in the last couple games, especially since they established him at that right tackle position, you're not going to find too many better right tackles in the league so far at what he's been able to do, especially I got back-to-back zero-sack games under our belt. I'm a big part of that. So he's going to be missed. And even with Kenny Stills, you know, Kenny Steele is going to be missed because there are certain things Kenny is able to do that Kiki QT is not able to do. Mm -hmm. And that dynamic on the field is just a little bit more different with Kiki than it is with, I'm sorry, with, with, with Kenny than it is with Kiki. Now, I'm not saying Kiki isn't able to go out there and play successful, but imagine just having all of those guys only just having three. Yeah, There's a big difference. There's a lot more you could possibly do because with Kenny, I think Kenny is a better down-the-field threat than Kiki is. Kiki is the guy that you want to operate throughout the middle. So 
the dynamic of the offense period is just different with one without the other, but it's to- so much better when you have all of your weapons available. So uh, that is also an area I'm looking at. Thankfully, we do have guys that we can trust to back up those roles, like with Kenny Seals. We have Kiki. Gaines is a guy that was brought in, and even though I was a part of the, the, the crowd that ridiculed that signing, you, know, you just had a decent game Sunday. And I'm worrying, not wondering, worrying, but I'm interested in seeing, is this next game against the Colts, is this going to be the first time we see fifth-round draft pick Xavier Crawford um, at cornerback? I don't see why not. <laughs> I mean, now, I mean, you need him now. I mean, you know, you need that extra body to go in with all the injuries that the Houston Texans are dealing with. And, John, as you know, going into the draft, I was really big on trying to get a guy like Crawford, so... Hopefully, we finally get a chance to see my boy. And just like we need to know about Crawford, guys, you need to know about Roman. The folks at Roman, a men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Get $10 off your first order of swipes and free two-day shipping at GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. Welcome back, listeners. Back, back, welcome back. Uh, you know, we we have... There's a guy, our head coach here in Houston, off 16 and Kirby. We've given him a lot of flack. And I think it's only fair to really just say, okay, you know what? Here's where you deserve your line of credit. Bill O'Brien, in the last two weeks, he's put up 31 points. Against the Chiefs, he put up 53 points, which could have been more. Even with the Chiefs game, with those four potential drop touchdowns, there's no telling how high that game and that score goes up. This is a guy where we've begged him, open the offense, open open the offense. You're holding Deshaun back, everything. And Bill O'Brien has, he's routinely blocked out noise. He routinely just comes, does his job, and he doesn't worry about the ifs, ands, or buts. And I think he's a guy that wakes up in the morning and says, well, if, if I have a job, I have my job, and I'm going to do my job. If I don't have my job, well, I'm going to go look and find another job. But, He's that kind of guy. He's a, you know, a blue-collar type of guy. Mm-hmm. And he was asked, do you take anything away from the fact that you have a good record and your two losses came against good teams? His response, I don't think so. I think it's a week-to-week deal. I'm telling you guys, I think you just have to take the approach that you have to improve. I think it's an improvement league. I think the teams that improve the most over the 16-game season are the ones that end up where they want to be. I think if you don't continue with that theme, I'm talking about individual players, individual coaches. I'm talking about units, and then obviously the teams. Then I think you're going to be in a bind. We've got to just take the approach of trying to get better. He also ended it with this is a very humbling league. Cody, the the losses that we're talking about, the Saints, the Carolina Panthers, which have the Texans at four and two. And they, yes, with Kyle Allen, the record shows that they are a better team in Carolina. So they are a good team. And we know how good the New Orleans Saints are with or without Drew Brees because what they want to beat you through the air. Teddy can do that. Then they're going to pound it against you. They have the running back to do that. And they also have playmakers. But those two losses and his response, I like it. You have to improve, of course, because you don't know what you can do better unless you see where you fell at, see where the weakest link in the chain is. But there are games that kind of stick with you. And 
what Bill O'Brien has been able to do with these last two weeks, these last two games will kind of shake those games off a little bit. At the end of the day, John, I 100% agree with everything Bill O'Brien said because you're talking about a team, despite what the records show, this team can easily be undefeated right now. You take a look at the New Orleans Saints. If it wasn't for a couple boneheaded defensive plays in the final, what was it, 40, 30 seconds of the game, they could easily march out of the Superdome with a win. And then you take a look at the Carolina Panthers game. That was just one of those games where they just they yeah, just out of sync. Just out of sync. Floor. I bet you now the fact that Kyle Allen is five and zero as a starting quarterback. I bet you now if the Texans were to play against the Panthers, that they'll get up more for that. But at the end of the day, you're talking about look look at the wins. They beat the Chiefs. They 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 beat the Chargers. You you know those are two teams that coming into the season mostly if not everyone had those teams ahead of the Texans in the AFC that's why I alluded to in yesterday's show Sunday's win was a statement game they put the league on notice most definitely and the reason why I look at that response from Bill is because those are some of the key things that when you, you're around the New England Patriots organization, there's never a time period where you can just relax, not under Bill Belichick, not under Bill Belichick, not under Tom Brady. So the week-to-week improvements that they have, not only just with the players, look at the week-to-week improvement from the defense and what Romeo Cornell has done in his, in his job. Look at the week-to-week improvements, especially the last couple of weeks. After all of the criticism that you received, the improvements in the offense, opening up the offense. The week-to-week improvements with Lonnie Johnson Jr. The week-to-week improvements with the offensive line and back-to-back weeks where they give up no sacks. Nothing. There's no tip for you. Your service was not that well. And so the improvement statement shows that you mentioned it how was this team battle-tested where they were down 17-3 on yesterday's show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the week-to-week improvements. If this were the same team that we would have saw maybe against well, maybe against the, the, the Jags when that lackluster performance, even when they got a dub, or the Saints, or the Panthers, we don't know what would have happened. But they came back. So those small adjustments are really showing with this team. And yes, that's why I think it's perfectly fine to say this team is more talented than the Kansas City Chiefs. Not to even dwell on that game too much longer, but this is a great team. And we've given Bill O'Brien flack. And not there's so much I've held back and there's so much that I've let, let go on Bill O'Brien because I've been a fan of his. But when right is right, you give that man his credit. Oh, most definitely. And you, we talked about it, the play calling that he did in Sunday's game, especially in the fourth quarter, fourth down, if you get that, if you get that first down, game over, sign sealed, delivered, it is done. The fact that he had the guts, not only did he have the guts to go out there and and try to get the first down, but the fact that he had the guts and was actually smart enough to draw up a play that was actually pretty effective. Because, you know, John, this is Bill O'Brien's fifth season as the Texans head coach. And we've seen it over the last five years. Every time he tried to do something that's out there, every time he tried to go out there and make that extra play, it nine times out of ten, it rarely works. And the fact that he was able to go out there and execute something that, that, that helped the Texans get a win, 
You have to give it to him. You have to give it to him. Most definitely. And I'm just looking for more improvement out of this team because I still think there's so much more room for improvement and they can only get better and better throughout the weeks. But this next four-game stretch, the Colts, the Raiders, the Jags, the Ravens, this will be a battle-tested stretch for these guys considering Howard is going to be out. Roby is going to be out. We still don't know when we'll see King steals again or J Joe with his rip and injury, his hip and, and, and his hip injury in his wrist. So the, this team will be battle tested. And now we know what you've been able to do throughout the course of six weeks when, yeah, you, you battle a little banged up, here, a little banged up there, but now let's see how you work and operate. If they go two and two, three and one in this, in this stretch, then you are now saying, okay, we know about what we did early on in the season, but right now we're the best team in the NFL. Yeah, most definitely. And, it, you know, you talk about this team has to improve. I'm still waiting to see. I, 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 felt, I felt like I've seen it a little bit Sunday, but I'm still waiting to see a consistent performance from the Houston Texans. Now, granted, I love what I did see on Sunday that you, you know the type of game Will Fuller had last week. This week, uh he didn't repeat that performance, but the fact that you was able to get a high-volume performance from a guy like Carlos Hyde, even though we still haven't seen the real DeAndre Hopkins, every single time he caught the ball, it was for a major play. But at the end of the day, I'm still waiting to see a consistent performance. Like, every single game, you know what you're going to get from your receiving core. Of course you know you're going to get from your quarterback. I mean, at this point, I'm... I'm, I'm Deshaun Watson is consistent. Right now, who's tied for the most touchdowns in the league at 17 he, through six weeks. He has to be He has to be in the running for MVP right now. Oh, I yes. Know it's oh, early, yes. But he has to be the favors. Right off the bat, my two favorite guys for MVP right now, Deshaun Watson, and you have to give this man some credit, Lamar Jackson. You have to give some credit to Lamar Jackson, but of course, that's another topic for another day, but... Until this team can actually produce on a consistent level. But I think that's it. They're, they're proven that they are able to really produce week in and week out. If they can do it, then we know what they can do potentially in this league. Before we get out of here, you know, I really do love when people engage. The electrifying phenom tweeted something to note with Mahomes limping pretty much verifies the Madden curse is still alive. Uh, what? And then <laughs> at Madden Curse tweets back, thank you. Damn, I didn't even think about that. Madden Curse is Yo, back. At the end of the day, I don't care how big of an athlete I, I'm, I am, don't ever get on the front cover of a video game. The Madden Curse is real. The 2K Curse is real. The MLB Curse is real. I don't know about FIFA. You got to tell me about that. I'm, I'm not sure about FIFA. But those three games, it's, it's, it's real. Locked On Texans Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, you know you can find us on Megaphone, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for checking us out. I am John, some sports guy. Find me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's. At the end, across from me, always. Cody Davis, you can find me on Twitter at Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. A word from the Y's. You know when your hip and your wrist start hurting? For no reason. For no reason. It's time to go. It's time to hang it up. This should definitely be Jonathan Joseph's last season. And if it is, with seven pass deflections right now, and I'm sure he'll get more, he'll go out on top. So... 
just know when it's when it's time to call it quits. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.